Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is G.W. Slaughter, also, of course, known as George. He's a business strategist and author. Welcome to the show, G.W. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm glad to be here. Uh, my goal is to make sure that everybody takes something valuable away from this meeting here. So uh, I'm ready to rock and roll whenever you are, Gigi. I love it. Welcome to the show. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? I am in Cardinal Nation, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, born and raised here, but I did spend about 17 years of my life in Atlanta, uh, where I uh, started my first businesses and learned how to do things. Uh, the the learn my business acumen for the for the most part. Um, right now, I am um, I am a partner in a web design marketing company, um, and but I also do coaching, speaking, and events, uh, conferences. I love doing conferences. I love speaking. Um, but my favorite thing to do is one-on-one -on -one coaching with people and helping them get their business strategies, their mindset, and their execution uh, and accountability to the level that it needs to be in order for them to win. I love it. Now, tell us more about your book, The Room is Better Because I'm In It, Seven Actions of a Networking Most Valuable Connector. Okay, so that book was born out of me uh, starting off moving back to the St. Louis market in 2008 and starting a new business in 2009. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, 2009. And uh, I quickly started to get involved in the Chambers of Commerce local networking groups things like that and <clears throat> i very quickly became one of the top 100 people to know in the area in the st louis region and so as that as that started to grow my um my followers started to grow and people were asking me questions and uh i was running uh networking groups and growing chapters and things like that and then spending a lot of time uh getting people to find their way in the networking circles so um i started to hear people say well i hate networking i don't like it and so i kind of wrote the book as a way to help you understand and navigate the networking landscape but also a way to help you avoid the pitfalls and the burnout that can come from taking too many coffees too many lunches too many happy hours too many let me pick your brain sessions <laughs> that kind of stuff so uh, it was really born out of the out of a, a need that I saw in the market that wasn't really being addressed. People don't talk about networking um, in depth, and I, I learned a lot in ten years of doing it and becoming and becoming one of the more notable networkers around the city here. And so I wanted to share that with people. I love it. You saw a problem and then you found a solution. Very powerful. Now, tell us more about your experience leading the largest BNI chapter in the St. Louis metro area as chapter president for five years. Well, when I first started, there was there was a need, actually a need, another need to be addressed because uh, a lot of a lot of the BNI chapters that you get into nationwide are more lean they're, they're they're great for realtors and mortgage people and financial advisors um and uh insurance people are really what they call the four cornerstones so those those people usually don't have a problem getting business um and so when you have those people in place already 
Um, but what I realized is that there was very little B2B um, networking going on. Uh, a lot of contractors. We had people that were a group that was in our chapter that was really focused on helping people with weddings. So you had the cake maker, the photographer, the caterer, the DJ, everybody working together in that group. So what I did was I formed a B2B group inside of my chapter, which really took off and it, it drew the attention of a lot of other people who wanted to either join or come from other chapters to join us. And so uh, I had a two tiered system. I had a, uh, a, a tier of B2B that dealt with mom and pops. And then I had a tier that dealt with businesses that did over a million dollars of revenue or more. And those two, and having those two distinctions help people to really coagulate and make a, a stronger bond with each other um, by really having, hey, listen, this is the business that I'm looking for. Because a lot of most, a lot of people um, at the mom and pop level, they're not talking to CEOs. Uh, they're talking to independent business owners. And there's a big difference when you're out there trying to connect people. So I think that was my biggest success. Uh, we had the uh, largest chapter uh, in the in the two state area, Missouri, Illinois, and uh, we maintained that for about two years. We won a lot of awards, and uh, it taught me a lot, you know. And part of it was getting in front of fifty to hundred people every week uh, at my chapter meetings and putting on my presentation and answering questions, and you know, just having a good time. I really had a good time doing it. It was so much fun. You know, the people in my chapter would always try to trip me up when I'm in the middle of a presentation and stuff and just having the witty comebacks ready for them and stuff like that just to keep it moving. Um, but it was it was really fun. And then from there, I went into actually managing multiple BNI chapters area, which actually turned out to be a very good move for me as well, because it expanded my brand even more than it was. And that was when I started to really look deeply into writing the book. I love it. Now tell us more about your experience serving in the United States Army. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to date myself. Uh, I'm a Desert Storm veteran. Um, I was um, I was went in, went in in 1988 uh, and uh, my first duty station after all of the trainings and everything was um, uh, Nuremberg, Germany where I had a really good time living in Germany and traveling over other parts of Europe. And uh, it was a great time, you know, for a teen, you know, late teen. Um, and so uh, then, of course, you know, the whole uh, Kuwait thing kicked off with the original Bush as president, not GW, uh, the other GW, not me. <laughs> uh, was, uh, was uh, so the original George Bush sent us over to Kuwait um in the in 1991 uh it was great it was a great time um before that because i was literally in germany when the wall came down so that was an experience you know the end of the cold war i was right there in the middle of it watching the wall come down uh and meeting east german people for the first time who um most of them had never seen anybody that looked like me <laughs> so um uh, that was interesting and um going to but yeah then i spent my time in desert storm and i said hey that's enough for me i'm ready to go home <laughs> so i came home and uh uh stayed stayed in st louis for about six months and then i made my trek down to atlanta uh before the pre-olympics and it turned out to be a good move absolutely amazing now what does the term business mean to you gw 
Business means the exchange. Business is an exchange. Um, which it's it's not just the exchange of goods or services. It's the change exchange of of um, information. It's the exchange of motivation. It's the exchange of ideas. It's the exchange of creativity. You know, business to me is just an exchange. Uh, we do business on all different levels. There's no one level that's different than the other. Yeah, we all we all want to make a make a buck at the end of the day. But there's so many other things that lead up to that dollar that is concerning your business. And so many things that lead up to not making that dollar that concerns your business. So I look at everything as an exchange. There's no winners. There's no losers. As long as everybody gets what they want, you know, everything is relative to the individual. You know, someone can make a tremendous profit and, and wish they had more. Somebody and somebody could take a tremendous loss and be glad that they're done. You know, so it's it's really not about the it's really not about the dollar amount or winning and losing. It's all about perception. And as long as the person, both parties feel that they have completed their task and gotten to where they wanted to be, then the exchange is always good. Very powerful. Now, how does having a positive mindset affect your business decisions? Oh my goodness. Uh, I couldn't imagine what it would be like if I didn't have a positive mindset <laughs> because you know, there, the, the thing about it, especially in entrepreneurship, there's always going to be those, there's always going to be those opposing things. You know, it, it might be, it might be voices. It might be situations. It might be my website doesn't work today. It might be, you know what I'm, you know, I need to make this next sale in order to keep the, keep the lights on. So, without a positive attitude those things just seem to exacerbate themselves the bad the bad things do you know um you get I, i'm a firm believer you you get back energy wise what you put out and if you're if you're constantly bombarded and you're bogged down and you know you're going to continue to get more and more of that and who wants more and more of that and then you, next thing you know you wake up like wondering why why is it all happening to me it's all happening to you it's 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 like it's like Reese's Pieces, like, you know, leading E.T. to the ship. You know, you're like, hey, let me pick this one up. Let me pick that one up. And then next thing you know, you're you're kidnapped, <laughs> you know. So uh, you just have to you just have to always have a positive mindset because. When you start something, you believe in it. Right. And the only thing that can change that is your mindset. When you stop believing in it, and my favorite thing is, as an entrepreneur who's fallen down and who's lost a whole lot more than he's won, um, my belief has always been the only way you lose is to quit. Right? That's the only way you lose. There is no, there is no other. There's failure along the way. There's complications along the way. But until you just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm done," you know, then you're done. But until that day, there's always hope. So you're saying there's a chance. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. Very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, what does perseverance mean to you? Perseverance. Um, I think that's wrapped all. I think that's all wrapped up into the positive mindset. Um, I don't think. I don't think one has to persevere per se. I think that when you when you understand that it's all part of the process, then you just go through it without thinking about it. Perseverance to me implies that you have to really like 
shake off all of this negativity or whatever it is, and they come your way. But when you learn how to be a good, you know, when you learn how to swing that bat or that tennis racket and keep it away from you, you know, you get a lot better at that. And perseverance is not as necessary. I think when you get in the mindset of, you know what, this just comes along with the territory. I'm grateful that I have this challenge because I'm ready for it. I'm picked, I'm chosen for it. And so I'm going to push, I'm going to show this challenge. It just doesn't mean any more than any other rest of them. It just might take a little bit more time, a little bit more effort, and a little bit more resources, but it's just a challenge. It's just like the rest of them. That's right. I love it. Now, what does leadership mean to you? Leadership. Um, that's a good question. Taking the time to pour into others what has been poured into you. Um, taking the time to give to others what has been given to you. Taking the time to share with others what has been shared with you. Um, I, th I think, you know, it, a leader basically to me is, is a conduit. You know, you just process it in and give it back out. And people are going to follow you and, and support you because you're genuinely just letting everything flow through you versus trying to force somebody or, you know, uh, put somebody in a position of less than. I said this the other night that um, we're all here to serve others. And when you put yourself in the position where you start to believe that others here are, ser are to serve you, you've already lost. Amen. I agree 100%. Now, tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life, GW. Um, I guess I guess my biggest challenge is being, was always being different um, as much as it's a gift. You know, it's not a curse, it's a challenge because everybody doesn't get it, you know. Uh, and uh, so, you know, you go through the phases with it where you try to hide it, you try to deny it. You know, um, I think differently, I act differently, I move differently than a lot of people. It didn't serve me well in school. It didn't serve me well in corporate America. It didn't serve me well in a lot of religious situations. I'm just different and I think different and I challenge everything, you know? And so having that mindset was always, has always followed me. And then I had a conversation with myself about two years ago, out, right after the book. And I'm like, you know what? People are going to accept me for who I am. They're going to follow me, you know, for who, for, for, for whatever I have to offer. If my tribe is small, then my tribe is small. If my tri tribe is broad then my tribe is broad. But what they're gonna do is there's never gonna be a Wizard of Oz moment with me. You know, it's not gonna be, if you come on, if you come on my podcast and you hear me drop an F-bomb, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, if I, if I say something that rubs somebody the wrong way, I can't do anything about that. Um, so I just have to be my absolute genuine self. And so that's always been the biggest challenge for me. And I think now that I've taken that on, more people have embraced my message. I love it. Know your tribe. Now, what is your why that keeps you going? So that's a funny thing because in my book, I said it's not about the why, it's about the who. You have to dig deeper than the why. 
because every why is attached to a who. You know, people go out and run cancer, do cancer walks and stuff because cancer affected somebody in their family. So their why is attached to a who. And that's just a basic example. You can't, it, 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 I started asking people and every time I heard that, I was like, yeah, there's something deeper than that. So my who is my, is my, is my future family, you know, my immediate family and my, my future family. I want to leave a legacy behind for generations to come. I want my great grandkids, my great, great grandkids to be able to say my, you know, my great, great grandfather, GW wrote that. My great, great grandfather wrote this quote. Or he said this thing or he made this, you know, this other thing. And to leave them, you know, millions of dollars would be great too. But, you know, uh, it's really more about leaving the legacy of thought um, and, and, and helping them avoid the, the pitfalls and the, the heartaches that I had to go through by showing them the light early in their lives, things like that. The who aspect matters. Very powerful. Yes, sir. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Every day. Every day. Every day. I mean, I'm always putting myself in positions to learn, you know, and I'm always trying new things. Part of the reason why I didn't fit into school is because I wanted to learn things my way, on my time, on my terms. And so now that I'm a business owner, I get to do that, you know. We were just talking about you know the software that we're that we're both that we're on right now. I'm going to learn that before within the next hour. I will have it figured out, you know. Um, but you know those aha moments come, um, and you know they usually come from the inside that whisper in your spirit that says something to you uh, when you're meditating or when you're in your silent time or when you're creating. You know, um, I'm a very very creative person by nature. And so I, I find myself doing stuff and having conversations with myself about things that make make a big difference. And I'm like, "Whoa, where did that come from? It's out here somewhere, you know." So that's how it goes. I love it. Now, GW, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Love your immediate self. That was my aha moment two days ago. Um, and I looked up the word immediate and it really means in the moment, right? A lot of us go, a lot of us are, are, you know, we all deal with our childhood and past things that happen to us, whether it be trauma, indecision, failures, or whatever the case may be. We all focus on that and we learn how to overcome those things and forgive ourselves and forgive others. Um, and we all want a bright future, but when you love your immediate self, the one that you can look at in the mirror and blow a kiss to, the one that you can look in in the mirror and high five, and that immediate person is happy, then the old stuff starts to go away by itself. And the new stuff starts to create itself because you love your immediate self. And I learned to love my immediate self right here with my red hat, my red whatever, you know, I love this version of me. I'm the I'm the best version of me working on the next version of me. Amen. Love your immediate self. Very powerful. Now, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast, GW. Where can the audience find you? They can find me on gwslaughter.com. It has all the links to my book, to my 
uh, podcast to booking me to speak, booking me to coach, all of those great things, um, or just want to just want to chat, have a consultation, and see where it goes. I'm over that as well. Um, and if they're coming from your audience, I have something great for them as well as something great for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you, GW. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out GW at gwslaughter.com. And GW, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Welcome Me podcast. You have a blessed day. You're amazing, Gigi. Best interview ever. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>